right, hello and welcome everyone to the second episode of the DOS Dissection for 2022. I'm joined by Reese, as always. How are you, Reese? Hello, Carolyn. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me again. It's good to be back. And I'm also joined by a special guest tonight, Bailey. How are you going, Bales? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's good to be back. It's a long time between drinks for my appearance. Um, man, it's good to be on here, though. It's good to have you on Bales. You know, uh, you are a bit of an enigma and super coach. Some years you seem to do very well, especially when you don't, uh, particularly when you don't actually pay the competition fee and end up winning the whole thing. Uh, but then when you do seem to pay, you, uh, you don't do so well. So have you paid so far this year? Pretty sure I have. I think I've got okay, your details so, right. So that's not a good sign for you then, but we'll see, you, uh, we'll see how you go this year. This year. Hopefully you can uh, have a chance at actually right. winning it. Yeah, let's get it. But you're pretty happy with your uh, super coach score in, in round one, as you told us in the group. Uh, I think it ended up being the fourth highest score for the uh, for our competition, though. How'd you go this week? Yeah, um, I was kind of sweating on a few players. Uh, took uh, copped a zero, copped a donut uh, with Dusty, decided to hold and just sit him on the bench. Um, but yeah, got the four, got the four, uh, got the four point win. Uh, over Shane, so I was pretty stoked. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, happy to come out of the round one W, and we go from there. That is a good effort with a four-point win over Shagger. Shagger's team looked all right as well from memory, and you had the donut, as you mentioned, so that's a real good effort, and I think it was mostly attributed to you ch ch chucking the C on Big Neil, yeah? That was a massive game from yeah. Lockie Neil. Yeah, honestly, forgot about the C on him, and then the game started, and I thought, oh, I'll just have to roll with it, and it turned out pretty well, so I'm stoked. Yeah, right. Now, apart from your game, let's go through, have a look at the other games there. So, as you said, you got up over Shagger by four points. It's a great win. And uh, other games are pretty tight as well. Me and Doss, it was going down to the wire in the last game. And I had Brayshaw just absolutely come home for me with a wet sail. He scored 189 as well. So, I had two players going 185 plus. Um, so, he's what won it for me in that game with Marshall not doing so well. And also with Gresham stinking it up, only getting 51, which was surprising. For DOS, so I got over the line by. What good bits of coaching that by uh, yourself, Kalen? Got got Brayshaw in getting the words produced for you because he knew you were playing DOS, and obviously Bales captaining Neil. He knew that he had Dusty in the wings, didn't need him. Pretty good captaincy all round. Yeah, coaching, sorry. Pretty good coaching. I was lucky enough to stick the C on Neil as well. I mean, I knew he'd play well against the Bombers. He always does, but didn't know he'd go that big. But I'm very happy that he did. So that was a good win there. And then we had another big clash. That actually, the two high scores of the round were from Charles, who scored two three nine three, pretty massive, against Rod, who scored two three forty. And Charlie's looking pretty good this year. I reckon his team looks pretty solid. He hasn't missed too much with the players you want to get in, and he's got a few pods as That's well. Very, very consistent, and uh, they did have a lot of uh, common players. They had thirteen altogether. So, um, yeah, they they did they did pretty well to get that. That kind of score. Yeah, yep. just come down to their units. They yeah, they're both both looking pretty good. And then yeah. next is the matchup we all wanted to see, which was Joel versus Butcher. And uh, Butcher actually managed to come out on top of that one pretty comfortably, 80 points in the end. So after Joel getting a quite a big score in the in the first round, I think he was maybe the second highest scorer. He's, he's dropped off a bit here with a 2-1-1-7. Uh, yeah, 2-1-1-7. I'm not sure what went wrong with him here. That's with, that's with captaining Neil as well. Yeah, that's with Captain yeah. Neil. So that's that's really saying Captain something. Neil. So 
unfortunately copped the 13 points from uh, Tyson Stengel, so that really put him back a little bit early on. Yeah, yeah, that Stengel is, is, was not a good move, I think, but Joel's just seen him in the first round, get a 120, and he's clearly jumped on him. But uh, yeah. and that 120 is only going to be in his in his price rise for only one one price rise as well in the rolling average. So yeah, that might not have been the, the which must have been really spurred on by our words last week, Kalen, and tipping Joel to win that one. So big butchers, you've been listening. He hasn't commented too much so far, but he's obviously come out and stamped his authority the first contest. Yep, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. We we dissed him a little bit in the last pod, and that was just a intentional rocket up his ass just to just to inspire him. And we know that Butcher responds to that kind of um, feedback. So so well done, Butcher. We always believed in you. And then the last one of the round was uh, Big Reese Chunter's nemesis against the Dos Destroyer and Chunter. And uh, Chunter's nemesis got the job done quite easily. They didn't erase by about one fifty points. Talk us through that. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, it's, I mean, Chanta, he's, I'll give it to him. He's set out on just beating Doss this year. So, um, you know, no, no hard feelings that he, he lost this game. But yeah, he comes up against me. He's never much chop. Um, he let himself down a little bit with some of his selections. Gorn as captain wasn't too good. Uh, he's, yeah, he's got a few issues, Chanta. He needs to fix up this week. The merit out. Um, Braun obviously shit field. He's got Rainer, so yeah, he, he probably needs to use a, a a trade boost this week. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people will. I'll be looking at using a trade boost myself this week to fix up a few things. Um, but let's talk about a few of the players then that we might be needing to deal with or might want to be getting in. Let's start with Gorn, seeing as Gorn was in Chunter's team. What do we think about Dawn? Is he, uh, Gorn is he? Uh, trouble at this stage. He's not scoring too high, and he's actually being outscored by the other ruckman in. in Melbourne, who is, which is Luke Jackson, who's actually looking quite good so far. What do you reckon, Reese? Um, at Gorn's price, I think I touched on this last week. I thought he'd be fairly consistent, as he always has been, but I thought he was a little bit expensive, and that's probably showing at the moment. Um, projected to drop in price. Um, if you had no other pressing issues, I'd probably trade him out and get a cheaper Ruckman and maybe you know, get one of the rookies that you've missed. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. What do you reckon, Bales? 100% agree. Um, I'm not really not really ready to throw him out just yet unless he kind of keeps this up. But uh, Reese is right. His price is going to drop. He's got a break even of uh, 204 at the moment. So it's definitely going to go down. But uh, I think he's not really my main concern at the moment. I'm actually doing all right. So um, now I think I'm going to hold for now. But I think if he keeps, keeps, keeps this up, yeah, he could uh, could become a concern later. Yeah, and I think most people will have other worries. I think he is not at the top of the list. I mean, yeah, if you have the luxury and you have nothing else wrong with your team except for Gorn, then you could consider. But um, on one hand, I think he could come good, come good as well. It's not like it's horrible. A 92 and an 88 is still all right. Um, and if that's his if that's his flaw, then he's still going to be a good pick. Um, so I think there's other other priorities. Uh, let's talk about another priority who we might be looking at trading out or at least rage trading. Um, Whitfield is one of those who's been pretty disappointing for owners so far. I think you've got him in your team, Reese, don't you? I do. And do you have him as well, Bales? No, I don't have him. I uh, did not rock with him this year. Um, okay. not, yeah. not really, he wasn't really one that I looked at, so I'm kind of happy. Yeah, I've got that. shit field in my team. 
Um, to be honest, he's my real pressing issue at the moment. So uh, I am looking to get rid of him only because he's, I think he's about 500,000 at the moment and he's looking to drop. So with a couple of the defenders like George Hewitt, he's going to jump in price. I think uh, Short's gettable at the moment. I think I might jump off while I can and I don't have any other pressing issues. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, for me, I'm considering as well a 73 and a 70 in the first two scores is not ideal. He's not super expensive as it is. He's 502, so he shouldn't drop too much, but he might drop down to sort of 450 or something. So he will lose a bit of value. Um, so yeah, one option is to jump off him and jump onto Hewitt if you don't have him because um, he has been lighting it up with, uh, I think, a 130 and a 113 or something like that. Um, 131, 117, actually. So he's going to set to increase in price. So yeah, if you take into account... With Whitfield dropping in price, you were increasing. Maybe it's a good move to do that swing. You could net yourself 150K or something out of that. But yeah, I'd say a bit like uh, Maxi Gorn, it's maybe further down the priority list compared to what some other people might have. But yeah, if it's your only problem, Reese, then maybe that's something you do look at, especially since you don't have Hewitt in your team already. The other one too is if you get rid of him, you can maybe pick up one of the rookies you missed. Um, so you're, you're effectively swapping trades for money. I guess it's just a matter whether, you know, I said last week whether George Hewitt can stay that consistent with Chera coming back in the team or, you know, go for someone a little bit more reliable like Short or Hall or even I think Sam Doherty looks pretty good this year and he's not too expensive either. Yeah, Doherty's come back like a house on fire. Didn't even know he's going to play around, play around one. He had something with his with cancer, didn't he? And now he's come back, but he's just chopping since he's been back. So he's doing really well, the old fella. Um, some other names which might be on the trade in list who have had massive starts. The top of that list is uh, Cripps. He looked good in the preseason, but I just couldn't do it to myself again. But now I'm finding myself in the position where I have to consider getting him in. He's got a 132 and a 162, and he's looking like he's back to his best, and he could be a top 10 mid this year. And he's only sitting at 454.8K. So is he a must trade in? What do you reckon, Ross? Oh, absolutely. I called this at the start of the year before any games. I said Cripper will be a top 10 mid this year and he's on track for that. Um, I know you and him have a complicated uh, past, Kalen, but maybe it's time to maybe by, consider... By, bygones, bygones, bygones. You could do. I mean, it, it depends how... whether you want to stick with your guns and, and, and keep Rao. I know you got Rao in the team and he wasn't that good on the weekend. Um... Yeah, he's going to jump in price, but, you know, first price increase, I don't know if he'll go up huge, you know, maybe 40, 50 grand. So he's still gettable. Yeah, that's true as well. I mean, his first score was 132, so it's already quite big. But uh, the 162 is the one that's going to be in his in his rolling average for a while. So it depends how much he jumps in that first one. What do you reckon, though, Bales? Do you yeah. have Crips and do you reckon he's a must get in? I don't have him. I do have Chera. But I'm kind of concerned if I go if I I know Carlton's midfield is absolutely stacked and they're all playing really well. I don't want to get too ahead of myself and go too Carlton heavy because then it could ruin me down the track once I get to um, like someone might get injured or you get to the the buyers and then you might stuck yourself around a bit. He's going to jump in price. It's going to break even negative twenty eight at the moment. So um, if you are going to get on, I'd say get on soon. He's definitely going to jump. Yeah, yeah, I reckon this is the week to get him. 
because it could jump by 50 or 60K and then it's sitting at, yeah, 515K or something and then isn't that good a value. Yeah. The other one is Matt Rowe, which has been mentioned. I mean, after his 157, the first week, everyone would have been eyeing him off who hasn't got him, but then he did, got a 71 on the weekend. And I think that's because of a change in role. I think he was actually doing some tagging on the weekend against Melbourne. So I don't know why Stewie do actually put him in that role to try to tag their midfield instead of just going head to head and seeing how it went. Um, I didn't watch yeah. that game. I mean, it looked like it was close in the end, so maybe it did have some effect. But having said that, Oliver and Petrarca still scored pretty high by the looks of it. So I don't know how effective he was in tagging them. Um, so it just depends. The question is whether he's going to continue that tagging role or whether Dewey's going to actually let him do his thing going forward for the year. It's um, a big question. What do you reckon on that, Bales? Um, he, yeah, he's sitting at that 342, so it's going to take him a few games and like bigger scores to really get up to that expensive range where you, like, you're teetering on, do I grab him or not? So I think you've maybe got a little bit of time. I don't have him. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see if uh, Camilio can really jump up in price and then trade him away and get someone even better. But um, no, I'm not too concerned about getting Raul in at the moment. I don't think he's on my radar at the moment. What about you, Reese? Uh No, I don't, I don't think I'll be considering getting him in. I don't really have room for him. But another thing that you maybe need to take into account is that his 157 in the first game was against a depleted West Coast. So that could be a bit of a false indicator, really, um, especially when he comes up against Melbourne, who are, you know, the reigning premiers, and then he scores a 71. I, I think he's better than a 71, but I, I don't think he's as good as a 150 every week either. Yeah, that is a valid point as well. So, yeah, my, I would be rushing to get him in if you don't have him now. Um, yeah, that 157 is only in his rolling average for one week as well. And then it's going to be that 71. So it could be worth holding up another week if you're considering. Um, and then moving on to a couple of lower price ones or so rookie price. We've got Sherry or Cherry, however you pronounce it, um, who seems to be the main ruck at North Melbourne, surprisingly. So he's getting more more ruck taps, more CBAs than, than Goldie is. Goldie's been playing as a bit of a forward. They're still sharing the duties, but it seems like he's the preferred ruck at the moment. And he's come out with a 79 the first round and then just a big 120 on the weekend. Um, so that was against West Coast, who basically, you know, had Nick Nui out. And I think he was rucking against Bailey Williams, but still 120 is pretty sizable score. And if he's playing, playing main ruck, he's got a break even of negative 77 at the moment. So he's going to make a lot of cash. What do you think on him, Reese? I think you're hot on, hot on him in the preseason. Yeah, I was. And, and I still am. And the, the, the reason I don't have him in my team is I just, I just couldn't fit him in, to be honest. Um, but at 200, uh, 200,000, yeah, he's, he looks pretty good and uh, said to have a pretty big price increase. Uh, the other thing too is he, he looked like he was, I watched that game, he looked like he was the main, the number one ruck, as you said. So, yeah, I reckon if, if you've got nothing else or perhaps, you know, you've got like a Dusty and you're not too sure on whether to keep him, I think Sherry's a great option to go down. Uh, and he made yeah, a fair bit of money too, I'd say. Yeah. What do you think on him, Bales? Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't, I haven't even looked at him. I, I rocked with the other Melbourne, uh, North Melbourne backup ruck, that Charlie Condon. And I didn't even take into account Zeri. But uh, I'm kind of disappointed now. I feel like I may have missed out. Yeah, well, it's not too late. Got the extra trades. Do I have the extra trades? Got, I got, do I have the cash? So... 
could be worth getting in just to make that little bit of extra money. Yeah, he's one I'm eyeing off. I think that negative 77 break even might need to get him in. Just need to see how I make it happen. And the other one I'm looking at as well is Will Brody. So Will Brody was one I was considering. It was I almost traded him in just before lockout on the first week, but opted against changing my mind right at the last moment. But he looks to be delivering. He's got a 76 and a 101 from limited game time as well. I think he's only been playing about 75% game time. As Freo like to do, they like to bloody, for some reason, keep their their mids, young mids on the bench. But he's been getting plenty of CBAs, like 17 every game. He's 224K and he's got a break even a negative 46. So all signs are pointing good. Fife's going to be out for a while, I think, with a back complaint. So I reckon he looks all right. What do you think of him, Bales? Um, what's he at? He's at 224 at the moment. Yeah, mid forward. Mid forward, someone that you could just stick and move around a little bit. If you do have an injury here and there, just switch them down to your forward line, back into your mids. It's definitely something people should consider. Um, yep. Not entirely, I'm not entirely sold on him or like wanting him in my side just yet, but uh, it's definitely something people should consider. What do you think about him, Priest? Yeah, I think I watched him. He was pretty good, Brody. Um, I, at 224, honestly, I, I think he's probably just a little bit expensive, uh, especially if you're considering Sherry as well. I don't think you can probably get both of them unless you downgrade a primo. Um, but, you know, you, you'd only be downgrading a primo this time of the year if you know, you're injured or it's like a dusty. So, um, yeah, I, I think you can get one of him or Sherry. I probably wouldn't get both, though. Yeah, that's fair enough. I am looking at both, but I'm looking at a, at a, how I can do, make that happen. I haven't even checked yet. I need to check my trades later. Do have a bit of cash in the bank. I've got 135 sitting there, so maybe I can do something. But yeah, it's, it might be tough to fit them both in. They are a bit more expensive than your average rookie. And then there's a couple of others who are around that price, but a bit more expensive. There's um, there's Berry from Brisbane. So a few people started him at 268K. He's got a 67 and then a 76, so not ideal. Um, but that first game, he was actually on 67 at half time, And then I think he finished on that. So he does have the ability to score pretty quickly. And the thing where I'd be looking at him, the reason is he actually played mostly on the midfield last game. He actually got 21 CBAs on the weekend, center bounce attendances. So he's an interesting one. He's not one I'm sure I'd be trading in if you don't have him. But if you do have him, I wouldn't be getting rid of him just yet, I'd say. Is this Jared Berry or Tom Berry? Jared Berry. Jared Berry. Yeah, I think, I think he was in Chance's team, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think the DOS destroyers got him. Does he as well? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if DOS has him. Maybe he does. It seems like a DOS pick to me. It's definitely a Chanter pick. Always got a little bit of a thing for the Brizzy players, being the supporter that he is. But um, yeah. No, nah, he's not definitely not on my radar. Um, I just think there's better picks at the moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. Another one in the same vein, which Chunter also has, is Jai Coldwell. He's got 91 and 90 in the first two, getting CBAs at Essendon, and he's 266K. So another one I would, yeah, not be probably getting in, but if you've got him already, then, yeah, you'd be happy with the pick, I, I guess, as Chunter, I'm sure, is. But Chunter has a few. Be... Yeah. I think See, this is now... Chunter's problem. He's got Coldwell on his bench. You know, yeah, that. He, wasn't he, sure he spent about the that. money on him and he's scoring, he's scoring all right. He's got a 19, you got him on the pine. Come on, Chunty, yeah. you're better than that, mate. He, yeah. he needs to be better than that, but he's kind of lucky. He's had him in the side. He's put him on the bench and Merit, now Merit is out with syndesmosis for eight we
So he's going to get more center bound attendances. He's going to come on the field and make his cash, and he actually might go all right. So I reckon if you pick him, if you pick him in the starting side, that's good. That's great for you, but I wouldn't be leaving him in. Yeah, that's fair enough. And uh, next on the list, what do we think of McGovern? Is it time to worry? We, it was he was flagged for that role of intercept defender, and he sort of is playing that role, but he's not scoring very well. Uh, what do you think, Reese, being a Carlton supporter? Yeah, well, this is a DOS pick. Um, he, he's got him at the team, and he started pretty good last week, uh, McGovern. But, yeah, I mean, at 220, whatever he is, is he 220? 256, so even more expensive. Oh, it's even worse. So, nah, you wouldn't be going near him. He scored a 40 on the weekend. That's just not good enough. Um, is it time to trade just, him out? Do you think players that have him should trade him out to someone like a Sherry? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to go down in price. And, well, I don't know. He may go down in price. Uh, but he's not going to be making you any money. And I think that's if you've got to bloke that price, that's what he's there for. So, Doss, get off him. I don't think you've got enough, enough trades to correct your team this week, Doss. Yeah, Doss has a few things yeah, to do, a bit of work. Already with a break even of 40, and then has a 70 and a 40 in the first two games, like, he's, not going to get, he's not going to get you anywhere. It's going to be just a direct swap. And you're probably going to lose cash on a trade. Um, I just don't know. It's not a very smart inclusion in your own team. I think the expectation and the the like the stigma around him being that intercept defender, like he was at Adelaide, he's just he's not that player anymore. So I just don't think he's a very good good player to have inside. Yeah, that's fair enough. And there's a few more who have low break-evens as well. All these players sort of have break-evens of negative 30 to negative 60-ish. There's a couple more, yeah, which may be in the same vein. Not sure if you bring them in or not because they're all a bit more expensive. You've got Bo McCreary from Collingwood, Jack Ginevan. Both of them have had good opening weeks. It's Collingwood, the Pies are doing all right. Um, they're both but negative break-evens of sort of 66 from Ginevan, and I think McCreary's is around 40 or 50. Um, another one is Patrick Nash. Um, playing for Richmond, I think, was it? Or did he move to Eagles? Yeah, he moved to West Coast. That's right. So, yeah, these players, uh, there's quite a few with negative break-evens quite high this week, but they're all a bit more expensive, which is a bit tough to, to justify bringing them in. Um, it's also Willie Rioli is another interesting one. Uh, I don't know if many people have considered him, but Willie Rioli is actually at 25 k He's been playing midfield at the Eagles with them lacking a lot of midfielders and players in general. He didn't score very high in the first week, 56, but now he scored 117 on the weekend. Uh, so he's another interesting one with negative 41 break even. He did play pretty good. And that score, though, was with four goals in it. So yeah, you think if you kick him four from the midfield, you might get, you know, 130s. But, you know, with midfielders completed back, side. I wouldn't be going near him. Yeah, no, I agree. Massively completed side. They're, they're just throwing players anywhere and anywhere they can just to fill it and try and get be decent and competitive. So I wouldn't be banking on a 120 or like what he, whatever his score was on the weekend consistently. And just sure. just on those uh, top-up players, Caitlin, I watched that game on the weekend and I had a bit of a bad signal because it was a storm here. But number 20 for West Coast. Uh, I know Chunter's been playing footy this season. Are you sure he wasn't picked up by West Coast? This bloke was floating in, taking intercept marks. He was doing it all spoiling. 
um, running up the ground, feeding off, and yeah, it just really reminded me of Chunter the way this bloke was playing. Does that happen to be uh, Jeremy McGovern or Chunter McGovern, as we like to yeah, call him? Yeah, uh, Jeremy something, but I, Jeremy I, I, something. I thought it was Chunter, but I could be wrong <laughs> unless he's playing yeah. under a, a pseudonym these days. Both of a very similar ilk, those two players. I think uh, Jeremy McGovern gets his inspiration from Chunter. Uh, yeah, they have been compared before, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. Every time I see him play, I do think of Chunter. Um, as I'm sure he does himself, he just tries to mould himself in in that kind of mould from Chunter. So, yeah, don't, bl- don't blame you for mistaking him for Chunter. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it could have been him. I just I wasn't sure. I thought I'd better check. Yeah, that's fair enough. And then, yeah, rookies, other rookies that are a bit cheaper. I mean, Jack Hayes, if you haven't got him, I'd say bring him in as a gun. Mick Martin was out with uh, COVID protocols, so you've got another week. He's actually only played one game, so I didn't get him, but hopefully I can get him in, not this week, next week. I'll be looking to bring him in if he comes back in this week and scores quite high again. Any other rookies that are on the must-bring-in list if you don't have him, don't have them? Um, oh, there's always your, just your basics, like your ones that you the high draft picks that you're always going to have. Um, who is it? Is it Jack Ward from uh, Josh Hawthorne? Ward? I think is it Josh Ward? Yeah, he's played the first two games. He might not go at massive in price, but he'll make you 100k, I reckon. Had a, he's had two, um, what do you have? He's had two 53s. Was he? No, 53 and a 46. Like he'll make you a little bit of money. I think he'll get a get a game. Fourth one's looking pretty good. Um, yeah. Something you can just stick on your bench, make you a quick 100k, trade him out, and then you just work from there. Yeah, and I think he has a he has a big score in him because he's been playing midfield actually. He's been getting quite a few bounces at Hawthorne. I think he yeah, he could mm-hmm. easily have a game of 80, 85, 90, and then really yeah. start that um start that cash generation. Connor McDonald from Hawthorne also looked pretty handy. He's got a couple of fifties. Um, you mentioned Nick Martin. He's another week to wait. I think a lot of people, I wouldn't be getting him this week. I'd just wait and see and then get him next week as a bit of a, a downgrade if you need to get rid of someone. Uh, in the same mould, Kalen, is Aaron Black from West Coast. Played his first game on the weekend at age 29. He's a Sandover medalist, but he looks pretty good. Looks like he can play uh, AFL. So uh, with depleted West Coast, I, I reckon he'll stay in their lineup for a bit. Yeah, nice. He might be one to look at next week. He's only played the one game, but if he can keep that spot, um, and he's pretty low prices, he's probably only one or two k. So yeah, if he keeps scoring, that could be an interesting one. Absolutely. Any other players you've got to look at there, Reese? I mean, one I think we broke briefly um, touched on him before, but. Just uh, on Luke Jackson, what do we think of him? I think Big Butcher's got him in his team, so he's made a made a good pick there. You know, I mean, apart from the rest of his team, which obviously isn't too good, he's managed to get one good pick. But you know, a broken clock is is right twice a day, as they say. So, well done to you on that pick there, Butcher. What do you think of him, Reese? Yeah, I like him. He was he was really good on the weekend. Uh, young Ruckman. He looks like he's taken over Max a little bit from that number one spot. Maybe, I, I don't know. But I think it probably reiterates I, I wouldn't be getting Max going in my team. And another bad week from Max, I, I might look at jumping off him. 
Uh, yeah, but Luke Jackson looks good. I think he's a forward, isn't he? So, yeah, he could slot in your forward line pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Ruck forward. Kid's going to be a star. Like, he's originally from WA. He's always chatter around taking him back there. So, like, they, he's going to be in demand no matter what. Um, but I reckon he's going to be really good this year. Go up here, Cash has got a break even a three. Um, great pick by Butcher, putting him in his side. Like, no one have even thought of it. But, um, yeah, it's nearly pretty risky to take, like, just spend the cash now on him. And, like, where do you put him? You put him in your forward line? You put him as your other ruck? Like, where do you go? I'd probably put him in the forward line. I'd use him. So I went Tim English in my forward line at the start of the season. And I think Luke Jackson could fit the same mould as as, um, as Tim English in your forward line if, you, if you've already got two good forwards. Uh, sorry, two good rucks. Yeah, absolutely. And who else were you going to mention there, Reese? Um, what do you think of the massive flirt, burn man, Isaac Heaney? Oh, yes, the Heen dog is one we forgot to mention so far. Yep, he's one on iron off as well. So one thing that worried me, I mean, if he had have kept up the same role as the first week, I would have been very confident bringing him in. I think first week he had 17 set of bounce attendances, but on the weekend he actually only had six. So still getting some but less than he did the first week. So I think he kicked four or five goals on the weekend. So he got a massive score again. He's had two 140s. But if he keeps getting only six centre bounce attendances every week, um, don't know if he can keep up those scores. That's the only thing I'd be a little bit worried about on him. What do you reckon, Bales? Yeah, I've got him in the side. Got him having from the start. So I'm pretty stoked that I've got him. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy if he, if he stays consistent. If he drops off his face of the earth, then, yeah, I'll look elsewhere, but um, no, I'm stoked. Cannot complain about it. Very, very good. Yeah. What do you think on him, Rissi? Uh I can't do it. I can't do it to myself again. He does this all the time. Flirts with you. You know, he looks really good. He, he'll come out, and then as soon as I get him in, he'll, he'll come out with a 70 or, or get injured. So I wouldn't begrudge anyone for leaving him out. And if you have got him like Bales, great pick. Well done. I uh, hope he doesn't let you down. Yeah. Last year, if we look at his scores from last year, he came out with a 115 and the 102, not to the same heights as this year. But then after that, his next four games, he got 82, 44, 55, and 19. So it, uh, he, he is capable of doing that. The only thing different this year is he is getting sent about attendances. He hasn't done that in previous years. He's just had high scores. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, definitely don't blame me if you don't want to get him in take the risk he's burned a lot of people he's burnt me in the past as well but uh yeah i'm still considering taking the risk one more that i uh, i mentioned to you earlier on the week kaylin is ben keys is he the real deal oh i'm not sure but i don't think you can do it to yourself at this stage he has had two massive scores but over the course of a whole season whether he can keep it up i'm just i'm just not sure he can do it he is like he's I'd nearly say he's around that, like, Took Miller absolutely racks the footy just like he does. But will he come out and he, will he win you a game? Will Took Miller come and win you a game? Like, I don't know. But they're going to get 37 every week, both of them. But they're not going to win you a game. They, are they getting massive scores? Yeah, like, it's decent. But I still think there's better players. Yeah. I don't think there's that much value in, in picking him up at this stage. But good, good find by Adelaide, though. 
All right, now it's time to get into some questions. So we've had a few questions come into the pod this week. Um, we'd like to help out our listeners. So we'll be happy to answer them. So the first question we got is from Rod, who is already doing pretty well with his team. So it's, it's pretty good that he, that he still wants to improve himself and ask a few questions. So good on you, Rod. Uh, Rod would like to know that uh, if is getting Cripps, Rowell and Hewitt a must or just one or two of them? What do you reckon on that, race? It's a pretty good question. Um, yeah, I don't think you can get them all. I think maybe two of them. I think a few people might have two of them already. I personally wouldn't get three of them. Um, or even if you've got none of them, I'd certainly be looking at Crips as my number one. And if your back line's a little bit flimsy, maybe Hewitt is, is the go-to. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. What do you reckon, Bales? No, I 100% agree with that. I don't think there's a huge demand to have all three. I don't think it's a must at this point. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other players in the comp that can fill, fill your side just as well. So I think uh, Reese is onto it with the with Crips. Definitely one that you should be aiming for. All with the form that he's in at the moment. Um, but yeah, don't be too stressed about getting all three, even all two. But you don't need two necessarily right now. Just uh, work your way through the season. And you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rao is the bottom of that list, as we have covered already. Cripps is probably the top and Hewitt in the middle. I mean, yeah, it depends on your team makeup as well. Looks like Rod does have Whitfield. So an option, if he's got no, not too much else to fix up, he's going Whitfield down to Hewitt. And then he can potentially go one up to Cripps. He's got a Jared Berry in there. So if he's not happy with Jared Berry so far, um, we did say sort of you wouldn't want to trade him out if you don't have to Berry, but that is a way to get the Cripps potentially. He can go Whitfield down to uh, to Hewitt and and Berry up to Cripps. I reckon that doesn't sound too bad. So I'd be looking at that if I was you, I reckon, Rod, as a trades to make. Good question, right. Cal. Great question. That's what we love to have on this pod. Um, so well done, Rod. The next question I've got is from one of our one of our biggest listeners. They love listening to the pod. I love asking a good question every now and then as well. And that's um, young Melanie from Kahuna. Melanie from Kahuna would like to ask. Uh, her question is, Bailey is renowned for having a long leg and an ability to send balls deep into the opposition back line. Should I consider jumping off DOS and getting Bailey into my mid slash back area after his fantastic win on the weekend? because Doss seems to be measuring up a bit short this season after the first round. Well, since that question uh, does involve you, Bailey, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Should she consider getting I, you into her mid or back area instead of Doss? <laughs> I do. I do think so. I think I'm a reliable player. Um, you think you heart, measure up, measure up better than Doss? I do. I think on a lot of aspects, I can measure up a lot better than Doss. <laughs> Um, both, <laughs> both sides of the body, consistent, yep. nice leap. Doss is a he's a very straight straight runner. Kicks goals though. He does he does kick goals, but um, I feel as though I'm more well rounded. So I, I think it's a good decision to bring me in. I, I feel like most- Melanie has been looking to jump off Doss for a little while now, but um, I, I just wonder whether Doss has bombarded her again with messages. Explicit messages on the weekend after the Suns won. You, you could have had a few too many. It, de- it definitely is possible, and he's just uh, 
opened his phone, phone and thought, oh, let's give this a go. Yeah, and maybe she's yeah. just thought it's too much. It's too much. And you know, Caroline, it would be really that. nice to ask Doss this question, but he was meant to be on the pod today, um, but he, he's pulled out last minute. Now, uh, I, I don't know whether it's because he lost on the weekend or you know, by a narrow margin or he's, I don't know what he's doing, but it sounds very, very haircut-like. It does. Hair Doss, I think we should start calling him. Uh, hair Doss, very- yeah. It's very head off behaviour, right very there. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure more important things just came up. Um, you know, he's a he's a world famous author now, so he might have been doing some book signings or something. Um, but and maybe just, just going back to the question, Caitlin, do you have any advice for um, young Melanie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely would make the switch out at this stage. It's clear that clear that Bailey is putting a lot more focus into this year, and. Uh, with Doss's starting team, I mean, we had a bit of a look at it last week, but maybe we should have a look at it again this week and see what he needs to fix up because with the, the ruck lineup he started with, there was clearly something amiss this year and Doss needs to have a bit of a re-look at his team. I'm just going to bring it up now. I mean, he sorted out his, his ruck combination a little bit, which is good to see. I mean, he said that we would um, end up regretting his ruck combination and yet he's gone out and, and changed it already after saying that. So it just already shows that he wasn't confident in it. Um, he's got big wits in. Big wits, he had a big first round score, 130, I think, and he's just got 75 on the weekend. So he wouldn't be too happy, happy with that, unfortunately. Um, and he's still got big Max Lynch in his ruck. I mean, he has Jack Hayes to cover for him, which is all right for now. But yeah, we'll have to see how, how that end up, ends, up, ends up working out. He's got a few other issues too, Kale, and he's I don't know why he's done this because uh, I don't think he was in round one, but he's got Darcy Byrne-Jones in his tank, who's come yeah. out with a 60. Yeah, uh, I just true. can't understand that thinking. Hmm. Who did he have around? It's interesting. Yeah. He has, he has Mitch McGovern, who we've already discussed, and we feel like he's not going to add any value to your side in terms of big scores. We, I don't think he's going to be very capable of getting right up there with the ones that you want. Like he's kind of just nearly shot himself in the foot with his picks here. He's dug himself a bit of a hole. Another one. Exactly. He's, he's. I think he's a long way from uh, making an impact in the league at the moment. I think he might be losing some early games, which could be very costly. I think he was very lucky to get as close to you as he did on the weekend, Kalen. And I reckon oh, by yeah. the buys, he's probably going to have about six or seven trades left. Yep, that is yeah. typical Dos fashion, though. He just comes limping to the finish line every year. Sometimes he limps over close to first, um, but some, sometimes he doesn't. So we'll just have to see how far he makes it. He might only make it halfway before doing a hamstring this year. Let's, uh, let's see. I just hope that Doss, um, you know, listens to the podcast and really takes the advice on board before it's too late because if he gets halfway through the season and he starts listening, it's not going to work. I mean, we, we look at what happened to Chunter a couple of seasons ago. You know, he, he started taking our advice on board, but it was too late. Yeah, we've got to start early. And the most important thing is following your pride. And uh, just starting to listen, just starting to take that advice on board. So let's see if uh, Doss can actually start to do that. I mean, this podcast is named after him this year, the Doss Dissection. So we really hope that we can uh, improve him. But the next step is up to him. We're here to help. That's right. All right. And we've got one more question before we head off. Uh, So our last question here is from another keen listener. Um, It's from Young Sabah. And Young Sabah would like to 
ask, uh, when does the super coach season start? I'm keen to play this season. Uh, well, well Sabah, uh, sorry to say that you're actually a little bit late there um, by a couple of weeks. Um, you've screwed us over before with uh, saying you're in and then you pulled out last minute. So I don't know if we would have accepted you anyway. Um, we'd much rather have Kirsten in the team. She's uh, a lot better looking than you as well. Um, but yeah, you've you missed the boat this year. I'm sorry, Sabah. It's pretty typical for Sabah, but uh, he's usually a good sport about it, even though he knows absolutely zilch about footy. That's all right. Just keep following along, listen to the podcast, sending your questions. We always appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe next year, Sabah. Maybe next year. <laughs> all right. Let's have a, before we go, let's have a quick look at the matchups this week and just get some uh, tips from, from the experts here on who we think is going to win those. All right, so let's go from top to bottom here. First up, we've got me against Big Rod. Looks like it's projected quite even, 2107 to 2093. I reckon I'm going to get the job done over Tanzan, but I'm not as confident as I was last week against Doss, to be honest. I reckon I'm just going to sneak over the line. I've got a feeling, but it could go either way, to be honest. So I'm a bit worried about this one. What do you reckon, Reese? And, and then Bales after that. Yeah, Rod put up a pretty pretty brave performance last week in a, you know, what was a cracking game. Um, just having a look at the lineups, very similar. Um, oh, gonna go you narrowly, Kalen. Narrow, narrow win for you. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna go Kalen for the dub. I think it's gonna come down to your captaincy, just where where it's placed. Um, is just a quick question: Is Taron Thomas gonna play this week for you, Kalen? What do you reckon? Not sure, but he's one of. He's one of mine to get rid of anyway. I mean, his first week failed to deliver. He was looking all right on the weekend before he got that injury. Um, yeah. But he could easily go to Heaney. So it's, it's an easy switch out if he's not going to play this week. He got kicked in the gut. So I don't know what that'll happen there. He's trying to smother a ball. Yeah. So I imagine he would get up, but I'm looking to trade him out regardless anyway. That's all right, mate. I'm still going to take you for the dub. So. Right, thank you, mate. Appreciate the support, boys. Do it for you. Next up, we have Big Bales against Doss. Um, and from even, you can even just see here from the projected scores, I mean, Bales has to be the favourite, 2090 compared to 1939. And, yeah, I just think that Bales is going to get the job done here. This, um, is a, this isn't even a question, this one. Bales will, will trounce him quite easily. I think so as well. I think he dissected Doss's team quite um, thoroughly just before and I think he's got a lot of holes in his game more holes in Swiss cheese so um, 15 unique picks in that game yeah yeah exactly I think I've got him covered with a lot of them so I'll be uh, quite confident in come say Sunday Sunday games and I'll be able to sit back and have a beer and enjoy nice one and then next up we have Joel against Charlie Joel is actually projected to do better than him. Oh, it's because uh, Charlie's got Sam Hayes as captain. Must have used a loophole last time. But, yeah, I think Charlie's going to get the job done. He's got a very solid team this year. I mean, Joel has improved, as we've mentioned in previous pods. But uh, that loss on the weekend from Butcher, he'll be looking to rebound from that. I don't know if he'll be able to do this week, though. He might have to wait a bit longer. Yeah, I think Charlie yeah. as well. He was too strong first round. Um, yeah, Joel, Joel's got a few things to fix up. So Tyson Stengel... Wits in the rock, Sicily wasn't very good. Gresham, yeah, no, I think I think Charlie's got this one. What do you reckon, Bales? 
Losing the air there, Bales. Just going to assume that you said Charlie. So well, wow. you look at their uniques. I think uh, well about um, Joel's. I did. Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, good stuff. We're all in agreement. And then next one, we've got uh, Tunter's Nemesis, Reese up against Shagger. Shagger had the narrower loss last week. Do you reckon you can get the job done against him, Reese? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking all right. Scored okay the first round. No real pressing issues. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident. What do you reckon, Bales? Reese going to do it? I think it's going to come pretty close, but I will back in Reese here for the W as well. Yeah, I also think it's going to be possibly close, but I'm backing in, in Reese as well. But never, never underestimate Shaggy. He's a seasoned super coach player. Uh, I think he'll finish up all right for the year. And then lastly, we've got big matchup here. We've got the Dos Destroyer, Chanter against Butcher. Butcher's revved up after a win against Joel. He's inspired. And Chris might be a little bit deflated. So uh, I'm going to go with Butcher in this one. I reckon he's going to gonna roll Chanter and he's going to have two two losses straight up in the season. What do you reckon, Reese? This is this is probably the match of the round for mine. Uh, oh, geez, it could, could really go either way. Uh, I I think the Dust Destroyer is going to bounce back here. I'm going to back him in. Um, you know, Butch is coming up with a lucky win first round. I can't see him producing the goods all year. So, yeah, I think the Dust Destroyer has got him. I'm actually going to yeah go with Dust Destroyer here as well. Um, I just think... There's some big scores coming on that on on his side in the uniques there, and um, I think you'll get the W. All right, there we go. Some differing opinions. It will be a close one, I reckon. That is the match of the round, so it could definitely go either way. And it's going to come down to the trades they make this week as well. Let's see what they both end up coming up with to fix up their teams. All right, I think that's just going to be about it for this week's edition. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Reese. Thank you, Bales. All right, fine. Thanks for having me, Caelan. I look forward to joining you next week. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'll come back on again soon. Always a pleasure to have you on, Bales. We'll see what uh, special guests we have on next week to grace the show and our audience. Thank you all, and bye-bye for now. Good night.